Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. They build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. The heads thereof judge for reward, and the priests thereof teach for hire, and the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet do they still lean upon the Lord, saying, Is not the Lord among us, so that no evil can come upon us? Therefore shall Zion for your sakes be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become heaps, and the mountain of the house as the high places of the forest. Micah chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. In this passage, a serious decree of impending judgment upon Israel and its political, religious, and economic strongholds is issued by the prophet Micah. Without conviction or fear of the Lord, they had perverted the ways of God. They had issued false prophecies of peace and safety. They had put their trust and hope of salvation in man, in might, in politicians, and in false prophets who told them that God was with them when they wholeheartedly did not obey him, his words, or his teachings. They said often among themselves that they were protected from such calamities because that God was with them, forgetting that it was their place to follow God and not his place to follow them. This people, though they claimed him to be their God, as Jesus said even to the Pharisees, why do you call me Lord when you do not obey what I say? This people claimed the name but did not serve him nor seek his will to obey. They walked instead in their own will and vain imaginations and expected God to serve them in it with protection, blessing, and provision. So finally God got enough and released his decree of judgment in order to humble them unto true repentance. It would seem to me that man in a state of lawlessness to God's wisdom does not respond often to mercy except with more selfishness. Therefore, in this case, does judgment become mercy if it brings them to their senses before they reach their final destination? God had sent his words, his teachings, his demonstrations of humility. Yet men chose the pride and pomp of ungodly men over them. He had sent his prophets to preach repentance and realignment with God's great wisdom. Yet they chose to listen to men of fancy words, degrees, pedigree, performance, and apparel as they offered great swelling words that allowed men to continue in their sin, selfishness, and the fluff of their own vain imaginations. There was no power of deliverance in it because there was no humility, fear of the Lord, or repentance. The word of God says that if my people who call themselves by my name will humble themselves and repent and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear them and I will heal their land. The scripture says that God's arm is not too short, that he cannot save from any situation 
But because of sin and the iniquity of men, have they been separated from him that he will not hear them. Except they humble themselves, confess their wickedness and repent. They must turn away from it and come back into alignment with his will and teachings, with the perfection of his wisdom, with the selflessness and humility that Jesus was so willing to suffer and sacrifice to teach us that God with all authority and power chose to come and be born in a barn among animals instead of in a palace or a mighty temple. He came and he chose the lowly things to show us what really matters is not materialism. It's not the pleasures of our flesh. It's not even our own happiness. It's holiness because that's the only way to restore relationship. Through the blood of Jesus, he made that way for us. My friend, he was willing to sacrifice that we might be cleansed and forgiven of all past sins, that we can come boldly before him, ask for his spirit, receive of it, and then follow the leading of it. We ourselves can come and commune with him personally every day and be taught by him, learn to hear his voice, Put away those childish and selfish things that have separated us from the glory of our King and be led by him that we might be in right standing and put on the righteousness of Jesus. God said that it is only those who are led of my spirit that are the sons and daughters of the kingdom. But there are so many false teachers among us telling you that it's all right to stay in your sin. It's all right to keep going the way you've been. It's all right. Nothing will ever change. Judgment will never come. God will turn a blind eye and you'll be all right. No, my friend, when God turns his face away, that's when the enemy rushes in and there's literally hell to pay because the wages of sin are death and the word translated to death in scripture more often than not is synonymous with hell. The payout for sin is hell. And except ye repent, you will all likewise perish because God will not even hear the prayer, according to scripture, of a man or woman who is in willful sin, except for the prayer of humble repentance. Confess your faults to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. Ask for the blood of Jesus to cleanse you of it. Then ask for the infilling of his Holy Spirit to empower you to turn away from it. You see, in the time of Micah, he warned the entire nation because of these false teachers and false prophets that had come in with divination and told the people that they were okay, that all would be peaceful, that there would be no price to pay. They might be very akin to what we would see in many of the television evangelists today. They were men of great wealth, great fame and adoration, by the people because that they told them what they wanted to hear to please their flesh, but not what they needed to hear to save their soul from hell. These false teachers, preachers, and prophets provoked the people to envy, to materialism, to selfishness, and to offense rather than to righteousness. They made them comfortable in a time when the window of repentance was open, when they ought to have been made convicted of their sin. They did it all for hire, for money, for fame, and for attention. They offered great deception rather than the perfection of the simple gospel. 
They offered national pride instead of humble confession of sin. They offered arrogance that God would not judge them because that they belonged to him. Instead of walking in the fear of the reality that they would be judged more harshly than all men because that they had falsely represented him and his holiness. They were complacent, complicit, and calloused against sin and blind to their own pride, pomp, and arrogance against their only source of salvation from it. They did not even see the stench of their own unbelief rising up in the face of a holy God, all-powerful and merciful, but also just, who had offered them the way of escape, yet they tried every other way putting their faith in every other thing, trusting in every other word spoken other than those that he had sent them and hoped in every vain imagination of their own mustering. And in this great vanity, they forsook their own mercy. Therefore, this forewarned judgment did come to them. For only once that all of their false hopes had either failed or had turned against them, Did they finally cry out and return to humble repentance and the true teachings of the one who had formed them? Their ways had brought pain and destruction. His ways had offered healing and redemption. In the end, it was still mercy that he be willing to step back for a moment and show them in so ever small a portion the dread of an eternity of separation from he who is hope, love, joy, peace, protection, and comfort that they were facing if they remained unchanged, unrepented. For my friend, I assure you of this, that a holy, righteous God does not save men so that they can continue in their sin. He saves them and changes them and leads them out of it. For he will not allow it to enter in to his eternal kingdom. So choose ye this day whom you will serve, because a judgment is coming upon the land once again for the same reasons, and all will get what they deserve, except they humble themselves and repent before him and turn from their wicked ways. Not just say, I'm sorry, but change. Repent. My friend, the cup of judgment is tipping. And according to scripture, the unrighteous and the unbelieving will receive of it indiscriminately, but the righteous will he walk with in the midst of it. They will be strong and do great exploits. They will teach and preach repentance like all of the prophets, apostles, and disciples that came before them. They will be counted faithful unto God even as they are hated among men for the grace which is the favor and power that is poured out upon them. And to those around them, through them, it is a true saying that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Where it is darker, the light shines brighter. Where it is more wicked, God releases more power to overcome it, to demonstrate against it. Yet, in the midst of it, are the selfish and hard-hearted often turned all the more against these selfless, faithful men and women who dare to believe the gospel and teachings of Jesus. Just like all of the prophets that God used before them. Nevertheless, it is all worth it if one be brought to humility and repentance.
because I can assure you of this, my friend, that God is very willing to burn this temporary world down around you, to set you free from that which bound you and save your eternal soul from burning for eternity in hell. It's time to make a decision to stop listening to the false prophets that fix your eyes on this temporary kingdom and start reading and believing the teachings of the Holy Scriptures and those who truly preach them. Because judgment lieth at the door. Are you ready for it? Today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Seek him while he may be found. Speak your confessions out loud. Repent and be converted. That is to say, don't only be sorry, but be changed. Turn away from sin. Walk in obedience to the teachings of Jesus. Nothing else will stop a judgment set in motion by the pride of men, the lies of arrogance, the sufferings inflicted by selfishness, and the perverting of the gospel of Jesus. Men are too humble and serve God, not God serve them. We are to submit when he speaks, not him relent at our decrees and vain beliefs. Because on the day of judgment, it is the words that Jesus was willing to speak, even at the cost of his own life, that will judge us, that will be the standard of truth, that will either free or condemn us. Did we really believe it? Because we're saved by faith, my friend. And faith comes down to trust. Read the red-lettered words of Jesus and make your decision to believe it. Because the cup of judgment is tipping and it will soon pour out upon the heads of the arrogant. So make sure that you are not found among them when it happens. Choose God's side. Like the Israelites did that stood with him and with Moses in the wilderness, lest the ground open up and swallow those who didn't. Those who gave the pride of their own intellect and the inventions of man's hands the credit for the acts of God's great mercy, blessing, protection, and provision. God will not be mocked. He will show himself mighty, for all of creation will be shaken at the mention of his name in the heavenlies. And those who think themselves mighty in the earth will tremble and quake and fall under the weight of his great and fearful majesty. But the holy, they will rejoice at the hope that is awakened in the revelation of the unmatched greatness of the manifestation of his unfailing faithfulness. The scriptures do not say in vain that he is near to the humble and pours upon them more grace. But the prideful and the unbelieving he resists. So believe me this, when prideful men resist God, it is but a light and laughable thing. But when God is moved to resist prideful men, it is a fearful and terrible thing beyond our imagining. Wake up now out of the spell of iniquity and the sleep of complacency and repent. Time is running out. The cup of wrath is tipping now. And the contents will soon be poured out. Psalms chapter 75 verse 7 says this, that God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup and the wine is red and it is full of mixture. And he poureth it out, 
but the dredges thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink of it. But I will declare forever that I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. For all the horns of the wicked will be cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.